0: Digital marketing, for all its benefits, has in part contributed to brand monotony. I think uh, otherwise strategic marketers have begun to take their eye off strategy, a brand strategy at least, in the field of digital marketing, and they focus very much on tactics. And very often brand strategy, and in particular brand positioning, gets lost. People are so focused on best practices in digital and clicks and followers and comments and posts and so forth and and shares that they sometimes forget, oh, I should be building my brand at the same time and not just driving transactions. So I think that's a lot of what is behind it, but there are other factors as well that has kind of put us in this world of what I'd call brand monotony.
1: The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, hello. We are halfway through the week and back with a new episode of the B2B MX podcast. I'm Claudia Tirico, editor of Demand Gen Report, and welcome to today's episode. It is a very, very special episode because we are currently at the B2B sales and marketing exchange in Boston. Like, literally as we speak, we are inside the very lively marketplace, and the vibes are pretty stellar. So, we just got off an afternoon keynote, and... And it's a really, really fun day. With me today is one of our awesome keynote speakers, Mitch Duckler. He'll be closing out the conference tomorrow with his session titled Brand Building for Success in a B2B World. Mitch is a brand strategy consultant at Full Surge, a brand and marketing strategy consulting firm. And he's also the best-selling author of the book, The Indispensable Brand, that's available on Amazon.com as we speak. So check it out, and we'll put the link to uh, purchase the book in our show notes, so you'd be sure to check that out. Mitch. How's it going? How are you today?
0: I'm doing great, Claudia. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. It's been a busy, busy day. Super fun. So thank you so much for being here at the event, for speaking, and for taking the time to chat with me on the podcast today. So let's kick things off. I could go on and on, you know, read bios and tell the audience about you, but you could do that so much better than I can. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Sure. Well, I have about 30-some years now experience in the field of brand strategy. And it's, I would say probably about two thirds of that is B2B. So I started my career actually on the B2C side in consumer packaged goods. I was actually in brand management for about 10 years with Unilever and Coca-Cola, and then switched into consulting about 20 years ago. And since then, most of my clients and most of my brand strategy work has been in the B2B space, which is my attraction to this conference here in Boston. So yeah, it's um, do a lot of work, which we can talk about and is featured in the book you mentioned in the area of brand positioning, brand architecture and portfolio strategy, brand growth and extension strategy and so forth.
1: Awesome, yeah, I feel like brand, at least for me has the topic of brand in B2B has really kind of skyrocketed in a sense, at least for me, because when I first started, I didn't really hear much about brand and demand or that blend of it or anything like that. And, and it's been really coming up a lot more lately. So I'd love to kind of dive into the book because you know the indispensable brand, awesome title, what inspired you to write it?
0: What inspired me to write it is, I think digital marketing for all its benefits has in part contributed to brand monotony. I think uh, otherwise strategic marketers have begun to take their eye off strategy a brand strategy, at least, in the field of digital marketing. And they focus very much on tactics and very often brand strategy and in particular brand positioning gets lost. People are so focused on best practices in digital and clicks and followers and comments and posts and so forth and and shares that they sometimes forget, oh, I should be building my brand at the same time and not just driving transactions. So I think that's a lot of what is behind it. But there are other factors as well that has kind of put us in this world of what I'd call brand monotony.
1: Awesome. And, you know, speaking of that monotony, why is it so important to build a brand strategy that kind of rises above the noise and the monotony of their industries?
0: Yeah, so it is critically important. There is a lot of research out there that establishes a very direct correlation between brands that are considered by a company's customers as differentiated and very important business metrics like sales, growth rate, market share, share of wallet, operating margin. ROI. All of those key metrics that we as business people are very focused on have a very direct correlation with brand differentiation. Namely, brands that are deemed more differentiated tend to excel on all of those metrics. So it's an elusive goal, but it's one that's very worth pursuing in my mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, anytime I really think of brand i think of that doritos commercial right where they're showing the bag of doritos without the logo on it but you automatically know those are doritos so that's what b2b companies should be striving for right their brand should be known in a way that you don't necessarily have to mention the name in order to know them
0: absolutely and especially as we talked about earlier in the digital world When you take a look at how your brand is being portrayed in content marketing, in social media, and so forth, it's the same thing, right? You should be able to identify a brand without necessarily seeing their name or logo, just by the way they're showing up, by their visual identity and presentation, by their tone and voice, et cetera. And that's really the sign of I'd say both a differentiated brand, as well as one that is very consistently executed across channels.
1: Very interesting. So what's the first step companies can take to really start enhancing their brand and getting to that Doritos quote unquote level?
0: Well, it starts with what we were just talking about. It's identifying your point of difference and over and above positioning, which I think most brands in B2B as well have a formal brand positioning. If not, they should, right? But I would challenge marketers to ask themselves, is their brand differentiated, and ask themselves four different questions. I I believe there are four basic or essential ways that a brand, any brand, whether it's B2B or B2C, can be differentiated. It can be differentiated based on its what, which is essentially what you do for your customer, the benefit you provide, utility, the value you add. How, which is basically how you provide that benefit, right? It could be a secret ingredient or proprietary approach or research methodology or what have you, depending on your category. But it's it's not so much the what, but it's how you do the what. The third is why, right? So why do you do what you do? And there's been a lot of buzz you know, for the past decade or more on purpose branding. And this is very consistent with that. Some brands are very differentiated based on their why or their purpose, their reason for being. And the final question is who? which is really about your target audience and your brand persona. Lifestyle brands tend to be differentiated based on their who. So any brand needs to be able to take a look at those four and identify at least one that helps them rise above that that sea of sandness, right? Above the fray and stand out from their competitive set. Ideally, you have more. A lot of great brands do have more than one of those four, but you need at least one if you're meaningfully differentiated.
1: Awesome. So I'm going to treat this next question as your opportunity to provide a little bit of an elevator pitch for the indispensable brand. What are the three, let's say, biggest takeaways from the book?
0: Sure. Well, there are a few. I think it starts with mindset. Namely, anybody who is managing a brand at any level in the organization needs to regard their brand as an asset and something much more than the physical manifestation of brands that a lot of marketers tend to associate with brand, right? A brand is so much more, we always talk about a brand is so much more than a logo, a tagline, a visual identity palette, et cetera. Brands are very, very powerful and valuable assets, or at least they should be. And that is something that I try to emphasize in the book. And, and that is something that I think a lot of consumer companies really understand and, and have understood for a long time. I think B2B tends to be a little slower to adopt that mindset. So I think that that's one very important mindset for anybody that would be reading the book. The second one we've already talked about, so I won't belabor it more, but it is around defining that point of difference, right? What is your meaningful point of difference? And then the third thing would be, how do you take that meaningful point of difference and actually infuse it into every element of the customer experience, or what I would call the brand experience, and every touch point? really across that experience. So that is one of the ways you break through monotony, is when you can deliver an experience that might be the exact same experience that your competitors are delivering, but because of your brand, you're delivering it in a very different manner, right? Because you're delivering it that brand experience in a way that's very consistent with, hopefully, your unique positioning. So it's really those three things I would say.
1: Very interesting. And my next question for you, just out of curiosity, do you think is it critical for companies to hire a role specifically around brand or is it a marketing function? Where does that kind of role even land within a company, especially in B2B? I've
0: seen it both ways. And I think I've seen it successful in both ways. I think in an ideal world, brand and marketing would be related but separate, right? Certainly, they're very closely tied. I think what's more important even than the organizational structure, again, is the mindset and that brand is essentially, and brand strategy in particular, is the big picture, right? The destination is that valuable asset that I mentioned a moment ago. And marketing is the tool that helps deliver it. And I think very often the distinction between those two gets blurred a bit to the detriment of the brand, right? So all of that marketing should be in service of the brand, but what you're doing with that marketing is building very strong and valuable brand equity in that asset.
1: Awesome. And we were talking about the customer experience experience earlier. So how can companies ensure that every aspect of that customer experience aligns with, you know, the brand positioning?
0: Well, it starts with understanding the customer experience and what the critical touch points are. And, And you need to be very, expansive in your thinking when you do that right you need to think about touch points that most people might take for granted things like email signatures or the way a phone is answered or letterhead things like that beyond the obvious right beyond collateral or packaging and things like that everything anything that interacts or touches with the customer in any way shape or form is essentially a touch point so i think it begins with understanding what those are for your brand And then because there are so many, it can be literally hundreds or more, you need to prioritize them, understand which ones are the most important, the ones that have the strongest correlation with building your brand's perception, and then balancing that with the extent to which those are either consistent with the way you've defined your brand positioning or not. And you obviously want to focus your attention on what are the highest, most important touch points that are not necessarily being delivered today on brand and focus on those. And I think that's one way not to get overwhelmed by having to look at hundreds of touch points and saying, oh my God, how do I do everything? It's, It's not every brand touch point is created equally. There are different important levels. Figure out which ones are most important and need to be aligned better.
1: That's great. So, like I said, we are live at the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange. What are you looking forward to most at the show?
0: Well, the first thing I would say is the, um, I want to echo your point about the buzz. I mean, there's just a lot of great energy here. I arrived here this morning and, and I could feel the energy in, in the rooms and through the sessions. So uh, congratulations to you all for putting on a great event. What I'm looking forward to is I've sat in on a couple of great presentations already. i looking forward to a couple of more. And also, I think you, you guys have some really interesting vendors here that... I'm interested in both, I, th- I think, for myself, my consulting firm, but also what they could potentially do for some of my clients. So I think it's really a combination of those two things that has me uh, most excited. And then finally, uh, obviously, I'm very much looking forward to the keynote tomorrow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thank you so much. It's been really, really fun uh, so far, and we're still looking forward to your session tomorrow. So like we said, you'll be presenting the closing keynote. So for those listening who obviously are probably experiencing a lot of FOMO right now because they they can't be with us today. Give us a, one takeaway or piece of advice that you'll share with our audience this week that they might not be able to catch since they're not here.
0: Well, it's a bit of a contrarian point of view. I, I've actually titled it brand like a B2Cer," right? So here I am at a B2B conference <laughs> telling your intelligent and informed audience of B2B marketers to brand like a B2Cer, and it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but there's also some seriousness to it too. I think that There's a lot more similarities than differences between B2B and B2C. Very often, my B2B clients are are the first ones to say, Don't show me examples of B2C, they're irrelevant. And I'm like, Well, yes and no, right? There are very important distinctions, again, or differences between B2B and B2C, especially in marketing and marketing tactics. But when it comes to building the very basics of a strong brand and a strong brand strategy, there are really more similarities than differences. So, what I'll be talking about is Some of the things that I think best in class B2C and in particular CPG companies do very well in brand building and how it is equally relevant in the world of B2B.
1: Awesome. I'm really, really excited. And like, yeah, I totally agree. I I love to hear B2C examples too because they could be super inspiring for B2B. And like you said, B2B tends to be a little behind B2C. So the more inspiration we could get from them, the better. So I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that keynote. Well, that's all the time we have. As much as I'd love to chat all day long, we got to get back to the show. So thank you so much, Mitch, for joining me today. And I hope you enjoy the rest of everything B2BS Mx has to offer.
0: Excellent. Great to be with you, Claudia.
1: Thank you. All right, thank you all for joining us on today's episode and this entire season actually because that's a wrap on season 6 of the B2B Mx podcast. We're going to be taking a short break to kind of recoup after this event and honestly, the minute I get back home from Boston, I'm going to start planning B2B Mx in Arizona. So be sure to save the date for that. We'll be coming to Arizona February 27th tomorrow March 1st, 2023. I can't believe I just said 2023. is coming up so quickly. So yeah, thank you for joining us this season and for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes when we kick off season seven. We're of course available on your podcast player of choice. And as always catch us on Twitter and LinkedIn and share your feedback. Let us know who else you wanna hear from on the podcast and even who you wanna see at our upcoming events. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me on the B2BMX podcast today. Take care.